Top tier takes. Welcome back. We're back with episode four. It's been a minute. We're gonna have a really cool episode for you guys today. We got a 2020 draft class redraft, and then we're doing first quarter of the season NBA awards. That's MVP. We got rookie of the year and a couple others. Stay tuned. And this is top tier takes. We are back. What's going on, guys? What up? What up? What up? It's been a while. We got Colby, Matt, CJ. Yep. And then we got Anthony over here on the producer yeah, yeah. table. We're all back, man. It's been a few weeks, but uh, I've had a couple crazy weeks. Uh, CJ, you had something crazy happen. You want to tell people about it? Yeah, I got married. Got married to Delaney Siemens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we did. We got married in Tucson, Arizona. So, we went out there, hung out for the weekend of Thanksgiving, drank a lot, and. Just had a good ass time. Yeah. So you guys were there and we were. We just we were not sober a lot. No, we were drunk <laughs> like six days in a row, my boy. Yeah. Some I, I can't snaps for sure. Yeah. By the end, Colby looked we at me. Colby he goes, "How do you do this?" I go, "I, I this is the hang. one weekend I have to do this, dude." I, oh. I, you guys, the Siemens family. Let me tell you guys. These guys are a different breed, man. I can't, I can't keep up with these fools, man. I was like, every night, like each night went by, I started thinking more and more about what my bedtime was gonna be. That's how, that's how sorry I am, it man. There was no set bedtime. Right? He was no, like, one was... night I went to bed at like twelve, and the other four or five nights I went to bed at like five in the morning, just drunk as hell. Colby's literally sitting there playing Rocket League, and he turns it off and pauses it and sits there. And I just see this guy contemplate his whole life, like <laughs> takes takes a drink, of another drink, and he's like, "Why did I just do that?" And then he takes takes another drink, and then he just keeps playing. I'm like, "That's my guy right there. Oh, yeah. He's back." Don't you ever? Uh, if you ever get married again, I'm not going because I can't do that again, oh, well, man. We're don't, get, don't ever do that again. We're gonna get married once a year. Oh, great! When any of us get married, we're getting you just as well. That was pregame, my boy. Yeah. And the way Colby dances at the wedding. The guy does the Carlton, like he taught Carlton how to do the Carlton. Um, um, right? Uh, we got to post that on our uh, Instagram. Yeah, we actually. Yeah, That'd be killer. Somebody's got that somewhere. Um, oh, I do. I know we do. You do. My do. photographer does. Well, uh, this is a basketball pod, guys, so yeah. let's talk some basketball. But uh, CJ, you pulled a pretty nice card this week, so you got to pull of the week. Tell everybody about it, man. Well, uh, I actually did not pull it. It was just, it was a team pull. I didn't hit anything. I hit a couple Tyrese Halliburton rookies. Uh, one with like orange reactive. You hit that Jokic one, one of them two was out yellow. Of 10, yeah, I bought you? a Jokic out of ten. And then, uh, but Matt, I actually got to pass it off to Maddie because it was Matt's hit. It, Matt pulled it from his box. So yeah, so we uh, we all went to the card shop. Shout out Hobby Source. Hobby Source. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I copped a Mosaic Omega, CJ copped two, and then, you know, last pack of mine, which is kind of funny, because when Jordan pulled his Genesis Lamello a couple weeks ago, it was his last pack as well, but um, we pulled a Rookie Scripts Anthony Edwards, um, so it's an autograph, you know, silver Anthony Edwards card. Um, Check it out on our Instagram page. Pretty dope card, it's, you know, one of the biggest hits you can get in Omega, so uh, definitely wasn't mad about that. I was, because I didn't pull it. Again, <laughs> I didn't pull it. It's such bullshit. Can't you just be happy for your friends? Your time hey. is next, my boy. 
That's right. That's right. Well, I did especially hit. with how many boxes you buy. Just wait till. It's bound to happen. Just wait till. Uh, just wait till. <laughs> well, I, I have hit a lot. I hit the jaw stained glass. Then I sold it. I hit the out of ten kg. Then you I the sold Ivy. it. I ha- I hit the Ivy, and I'm gonna hold on to that. And I get it graded because Ivy is nice with it. He is so nice. Just so, wait. Just wait till you're uh, not rookie of the year. Nice. That's for Paolo. Just wait, just wait till Keegan Murray takes off. Then your Keegan Murray stock's gonna I, actually be like. I don't even maybe have kind of valid. Bro, his first like six or eight games, I was like, "Yo, this guy's gonna challenge Paolo." And then now it's like, Keegan, wake up, play. What are you? What, are you, what What are you doing? He's a nice piece, man. He's oh, he's nice. He's young. He He needs time, but uh, he's, he's still my guy. Well, cool. We got another fan question. From Austin out in Phoenix, he asks, what is your favorite NBA moment in your history of being a fan? Which one of you guys want to kick it off? Oh, this is easy. Go ahead. Um, my favorite moment would probably easily be uh, the kick out to Ray Allen. Bang! <laughs> oh, that's my number two. Just the shot, bro, and seeing all those Heat fans stand up and, bro, that big of a game, it was just an amazing moment in basketball. I don't know if it'll ever be top. I think Austin will really like that answer because he's a he's my brother and he's, he's a Heat a fan, isn't he? Very avid Heat fan, so you you might have just made a fan out hey. of him. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna beat awesome. him in fantasy this week too. Sorry, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, what you got? Oh, so that's my number two. Uh, my number one is Kyrie over Curry, Game Ooh. Seven. Good. Just Good shot. complete the three one. All he needed in Cleveland was the one, and people say, well, he lost so many. Well, he won the one that had the team with the best record of all time, That's the right. one that it was unbeatable, and he did it in the most unlikely of fashions. So, LeBron, Cleveland, Kyrie, all of them. It's it, almost as if when Kyrie and LeBron were playing together the full series that they just made shit happen. I literally never felt more destiny in a series than that. <laughs> Like, I almost cried, and I, you know, I'm a crier, and I... The comeback, the block, I, the I shot. Was, I was at my neighbor's house during Three, the 3-1 game. lead? Come I, on now. I was screaming, and they thought I was a lunatic, and they're all Jordan fans. You know, they were not going for LeBron. That's how big a Jordan fan's like. There's people that... Old heads. Oh, I love LeBron, I like Jordan. <laughs> Old heads. Well, there's the fans that, hey, I like both, but, I, you know, I like Jordan more. It's like, perfect. And then it's like, I hate LeBron, and I only go for Jordan. It's like, okay, well, you're an asshole. You're stupid. Okay? Ignorance. So, and that was that party. So when I freaking, when they hit that, I was, oh, jumping in their, only person in their living room, jumping up and down, taking shots by myself. Before I get into mine, I just want to say, those Cleveland Cavs jerseys that were in the 2016 finals, oh. those are some of the best jerseys in NBA history, bro. Those are oh, the beautiful. sharpest jerseys only made it that much filthier. Uh, you can't win a series without wearing a good jersey, man. Mm. Come on, it makes it all that better. My favorite... Imagine the Utah Jazz going out in there. Well, in his, his, <laughs> in their black and neon green jerseys. His oh press conference. Oh, his press conference. LeBron's after Game Five. Oh, he said that. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, King activated or Game Four, whichever one it was. You do not want to poke the bear with that, man. Mm-mm. Well, what's your favorite? My favorite NBA moment, I'm going to be a homer, and I'm going to say it's when the Nuggets completed the 3-1 comeback against the Utah Jazz. Yes, the Jazz? Yes, yeah, sir. over Utah. I that, thought it was going to be the Clippers. Well, both of them. I, I know, but I just I between the two, I thought he was going to say the Clippers. You could Jazz say, was first, right? And then Clippers. But you like yeah. Kawhi, so part of you it had to hurt a little bit. Not 
Not really. I was I was all in on Denver for that for both series. Um, the Utah one was a little bit more satisfying because Just fuck the Jazz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Yeah, it's I the division you. rival. It's the whole like Donovan Mitchell's the next D Wade. We trade you know, him to us. Rudy Gobert will lock down Jokic. That was yeah. <laughs> that was Jamal Murray. That's what makes that my favorite. Yeah. series ever, let alone moment, that Game 7 where, I mean, the Game 7 was kind of a slugfest, like, there wasn't a lot of scoring, but the shots were there when they needed to be made, yeah. the 50-point games, the 40-point games, the Jokic triple-doubles, definition of magic, man. Well, that entire playoffs, the bubble was good basketball, I don't care what nobody says. I, I will never put an asterisk on anybody in the bubble at all. That's the highest quality of basketball I've ever seen. No distractions, nothing. It's yeah, people are like, well, it's open gyms. I'm like, if you can make the shot, then make the shot. If you can't make the shot, then you can't hit it. But we saw who was the most mentally tough when it came down to it, yep. which is why it seems like Utah and the Clippers kind of fizzled out. That's why LeBron won. Come and on, that's now. honestly why the Lakers won. It was the mental toughness and the defense, and why Miami succeeded too. It's just Denver, Miami, and the Lakers. Miami looked good. Honestly, I thought. The Hawks had a chance, like how they were playing in you know the first games there, then plus the series. Well, bro, I mean that was that was I mean, Dame Lillard was going off in the in the bubble too, man. Yeah, he Lillard was, was killing it because they were one of those fringe teams that were kind of on the cusp of like, are they going to make playoffs or not? This was before the play in tournament, and they went like. A no, that was when Booker was made the Suns go say. A no before they got CP and Booker yeah, went on that, that was tear crazy. too, bro. And they were just short of making the playoffs too. And he they had, had that, to have one. I forgot who to lose. He had a uh, he had that one turnaround buzzer on Paul George. I think it yeah. was in Port- the bubble. Yeah. I think it was Suns versus Portland for the race for the last spot. It was and close. that's when because remember Portland had to win a lot of games and I think they went seven and one. Because only one team went eight. No, I, I think thought. so. Didn't the Suns still not make it though? Yeah. No, they didn't make no, it. No, they, they went eight. No, but they didn't make it. That's I crazy. thought it was because Portland went seven and one. Yeah. And Portland had to lose two games for the Suns to make it if they went undefeated. Man, that was one of the best. Bubble ball, man. That was. It was good, bro. TJ Warren, come on now. Oh, bubble TJ Warren, <laughs> come on, man. My my hot my hot take of life is one day we're gonna have like in live time holographic like. You know, we're going to be Wives. able to go ball arena, you know, and we're going to be able to watch the game holographic. And I say just put – I just say put all the NBA guys in a bubble forever, always have them play in that atmosphere, and then we just watch it holographic in stadiums. I don't think it would sell as well. Oh, I know it would Probably sell. Not. But I'd rather – but the best basketball to watch all the time. Season ticket holders. Even though it was the best fun. basketball, TJ going Warren to a basketball game and being in the atmosphere is better than TJ, watching TJ, that yeah, basketball. You don't, want, you don't want TJ Warren to become LeBron? No, <laughs> fuck no, no. I mean, it was fun when it lasted, and then uh, now it's not. And then, and then next year, Ben Simmons is gonna start hitting threes. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna do our first quarter awards coming up next. We're gonna take a quick break, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Okay, let's do first quarter of the season awards. So we're about a fourth through the season. It's enough of a sample size, I feel like, to start evaluating stuff like MVP. Rookie of the Year, we can kind of see what. Are you sure? I mean, it's it's still too early, but it's still too early, but it's fun. So let's uh, let's just start with the big one. Who's your first quarter of the season MVP? CJ. Mm, let's have you do it, dude. Okay. You always pass it off. Let's okay. Have you, let's All right. have you start it. You so, came up with him. I'm interested. I, I think he's the best player on the current best team in 
I think he's putting up the best overall defensive and two-way efficiency. I'm going Jason Tatum. Um, Yo! All right. I think... I that's think right a now, hot take. That's not that's hot. not hot, but you I said, think you said best player on the best team. You automatically think Giannis, who was my pick. I thought Jalen Brown. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say. You didn't think it was Poku out of uh, Oklahoma Peyton City. Peyton Pritchard. You Peyton Pritchard. No, I, I just think the two way stuff is real. We saw flashes of it last year and through the playoffs up until the finals, and then I think the decision making kind of got a little bit worse in the finals, and Golden State really exposed that. And I think that's the difference between him last year and this year is I think the decision-making's there. And we've always known he could finish through contact, and now he's actually doing it, getting to the free-throw line a lot. He's shooting about seven or eight free-throws a game, and he's hitting threes. And it's like even on a bad night, he's still bringing it on defense. So I'm going Tatum for MVP. Okay. Yeah, that's not, I mean, it's not a bad pick. That's my number two. Um, I'm going to go Giannis just because – I think the Bucks are unstoppable. I mean, they didn't have Chris Middleton pretty much all year besides, like, what, the last two games, and he missed. He just came back. Yeah, he just came back, and he, he's already playing good. I mean, it's Chris Middleton. Um, but Giannis, he's just that dude. I mean, there's nothing really else to say. What is he averaging right now, like 32, 9, and 11, something like that? He's having a down year with his percentages, and he's still the most dominant player in the league. He's unstoppable. I mean, what – it didn't really surprise me, but AD did – a great job of holding him when they played, bro. They, he did a great job, but that's the only person I've seen even he, do close. He that's Anthony a, Davis healthy. There is actually an Anthony Davis MVP case if he can play. Oh, if he keeps playing at the if level he can he play is. around 70 games. If he gets the I Lakers back there. into the playoffs, dropping like 30, 10, and 7, he's definitely in the conversation. I think, I think it's there. And he could be a defensive player of the year guy too. Uh, CJ, who you got for MVP? <laughs> okay, okay, so here we go. Keegan Murray. <laughs> he laughs. We already know this is going to be some bullshit. J.R. Smith. Uh, you fucking guys. Okay, so <laughs> usually I'm not like the biggest fan of this guy, but I've actually been watching him more. Because anytime I feel myself really start to become a hater of somebody, I got to check myself, like if they're good, you know? And so I've done that this year. I've actually watched a lot more of him. Giannis, I was going to pick him. And because I watched them both, and I feel like him and Giannis are just absolutely unstoppable. Can I? Can I guess who? Luca. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a bad for, pick. For it, me, those are the top for three. For me, I, I look at Luca and I'm like, okay, this year, like people have argued, oh, this should be the year. This should be like it took Jokic how many years? It took Giannis how many years? And then once they once they get one, they're gonna get another. Okay, so if he wins it this year, full projecting, as long as he's not hurt, he plays the same player, I think Luka's going to win back-to-back, and I think it's starting this season. He's averaging okay. 33 points a game. He's averaging over 8.5 assists and rebounds a game. Yeah. Like, that's the m- most points. He's scoring the most points per game this season. Yeah. Right, right now. So... Usually that guy's always in the conversation, and then you're averaging almost nine rebounds and assists to it, almost averaging a triple-double with over 30 points. I mean, Anthony and his team, they're only one game behind the Nuggets for fourth place right now. You know what I, I mean? Would... They're in seventh, but in, in the stats, they're a game behind for fourth. Yeah, a lot can And they're, th- they're three games behind for first. So the West, a, it's not wide open. It's a good take. Yeah. You know what I was kind of thinking about? Take. It's going to be crazy, but I can see it happening. International players winning the MVP 
for six straight years, wouldn't it be? Because Giannis was 18-19, Jokic 20-21, and then this year would be possibly Luka. Or it could be Giannis again. Or Giannis again, or Jokic. Embiid's up there. Embiid's really up there, And then next year, I mean, if you think about it, Four or five of the Webin ten Yama's, best players. The guy coming into the league. That's <laughs> yeah. Like first, yeah, but you got to give it. You got you got to give it time. Oh, I'm ju- I'm just saying, like looking ahead, like maybe like three or four years from now, like that's another international player that's just going to take the league by storm. Do you do you well, think if um if NBA players played at a higher level, like let's say instead of like if you had all the really good players in high school, instead of you know making them finish high school and you sent them to like you know the G League at like. 16, do you think we would have more developed players? Because, I mean, Luca's as good as he is because he was playing professional since he was, yeah. what, 15? Yeah. Like, Giannis uh, is a freak of nature, but... It's... To use Luca as an example, when he's, like, a generational talent, may not be the best, but I do actually agree with you because I think that's why they're allowing players out of high school to go straight to the G League rather than do the one-and-done college experience. Because in the G League, you're getting more NBA rules. You're getting more you're NBA coaching better players, more adult. You're playing adults. Like there's guys in their 30s in the G League mm-hmm. that are experienced. So I I, I totally agree with you there. Well, also, I think uh, sorry, uh, a reason I think that international players are so good is because they play very strategically. Like it's not just like ice ball. System. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's fundamental system ball, system. and they all learn that way. Mm-hmm. That's how they learn. Like they literally it's like pen and paper how they learn basketball. And then they come over here and they learn they can do the iso ball. Uh, mm-hmm. But they have that mix of, you know, passing and, you know, boxing out for fucking rebounds like you're supposed to and shit. Like, this is why these players are so good. Taking more efficient, high percentage shots and, yeah, moving the ball better. Yeah, I totally agree. See, but, my, yeah, on to the, on to the, oh, wait. Well, real quick, I, I kind of think, and this could be a total hot take, I, I don't know. But I think what we're going to be seeing in the future is I think we're going to be seeing the LaMelo ball script. Is His family kind of had money. So they were able to afford homeschooling or schooling abroad, whatever. And he was able to play professionally somewhere at a younger age. What, 17 he started? And then he was able to get into the league at a younger age, but he also played men ball. So when LaMelo came in, it mm-hmm. was like Luca. I mean, obviously Luca's one-on-one, you know. LaMelo's not on that level. But you, you, it's, you, it's different. Similar development story. With people being able to, like, uh, sponsor kids now... And everything like that. I mean, do you think some of these sponsors are going to hand out enough money to send these kids overseas and start playing them in Euro leagues, pros at seventeen, and then say, mm-hmm. "Hey, eighteen, get yeah. ready for the league." I think we're I mean, I, th- I think we could really see something starting with that. Well, the thing is, bro, is it's not even with younger people. Like even Pat Bev, he was what he was on the Heat. Fucking like he was probably tenth or eleventh man on the Heat forever. Never got playing time. He, I forgot where he went and played, but he went and played overseas, came back, um, and he's been starting yeah. as long as I can remember. Like, obviously, basketball over there is not as good as NBA. Like, anywhere. But the NBA is the collection of all the good players. But when they actually go overseas and play, they I feel like they learn a lot. Like, they learn from a different game, and they can, you know, tweak their game a little bit and bring it back and show a lot of people in the NBA something they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like they say, a lot of people, like, a lot of the people you know i see that watch euro league and nba they're like you know the stars are in the nba but i kind of watch i like watching basketball like european style basketball because it's faster and yeah i think if when we we're starting to see more of that transition into the nba right now and i think it's just a matter of time before 
Dude, I think half the league's going to end up being like a European league. I completely agree about the European basketball, and I totally agree that those are the top three MVP candidates. Easily. You could say any one of those guys in any order. It's Luka, Giannis, Tatum in whatever order, and I wouldn't be offended by that. Just those those three? Yes. I mean, yes, there's other ones, but those are the top three. Those are the top three. So what's next? We got Rookie of the Year next, so might be a two-man race, but I'm curious to see what you guys say for Rookie of the Year. That's a hard one. I'm... I'm going to go Benedict, Math just man. because, what, the Pacers are sixth in the East right now, and let's be honest, they were pretty much a lottery team before the season. Nobody thought they were going to do anything. Miles Turner wanted out. Buddy Heald thought he was going to get traded as well, and now they're sixth in the East. They're beating the Hawks. They're beating the Heat, a couple other teams that could be in that spot, and honestly, in my opinion, that's all coming from the spark off the bench, uh, Benedict Matherin. Mm-hmm. So that's my choice. Um, what about you, CJ? Uh, I like I don't mean this in any type of rude way, but I don't, I don't think it's close. I think people try to make it close, but it's Keegan Murray. But it's <laughs> Keegan Murray. I mean, you gotta know the Iowa. He's been eating corn since day one. Chow chow. Is that no. actually your joke? I, no. I can't. I can't. No, okay, no. I was like, I no. can't tell this guy's no. being sincere if he, or not if, because if, he says shit like that. So if you he can't does. Tell. Okay, <laughs> if he if he was still playing like he was his first six games, oh, he'd he'd have an argument. No, he fell off. He'll be back. He's great. Honestly, for me, it's Paolo. Mm-hmm. That's that's pa- my second Paolo choice. Paolo is but he, he's it's he's close. starting. He's thirty five minutes a game, twenty two points a game, almost seven boards and four assists. Matherin twenty nine minutes, eighteen points, not even four rebounds and an assist and a half. So the numbers all favor Paolo. He's mm-hmm. a starter. He's the number one on the team. Okay, when you looked at what Matherin and that team has, he's surrounded by so much more. Mm. And, 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 I, I think I agree. And, and Okay, and honestly, when we're talking about most improved player later, like, you can also I talk think about my... Fox and well, you can talk are much about, better than Turner and Heald. Yeah, but you could talk about Turner for one of the most improved players of the year. And and that's been a huge contribution to why... Most improved? No, I don't agree with you. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I, I'm just saying, for me, it's it's Paolo. I'm going to agree and also say Paolo. Paolo was the prospect I feel the dumbest about being skeptical about. Um, I don't, it, He's first, playing his ass off. For, first game, he just looked like the most NBA-ready prospect, and I felt really dumb for thinking, like, eh, you know, can you talk yourself into maybe someone else first overall? It, it has to be Paolo. Um, I'm with you, CJ. He's the number one on his team, very efficient. He's taking good shots. Uh, he brings it on rebounds, boards, good passing, all that stuff, and I don't know. He's just a, he does like these like small little cuts. He does like really high IQ plays too, and I like that stuff. That's the type of stuff. Like when I look at a rookie of the year, it's not so much just stats. It's how much do you look like you've been here before? And I think Paolo and Matherin honestly both look like guys that have played in an NBA game before when they're yep. just in their first like. Two months of the season. That's insane. Um, Matherin is a, a close second. I, I think I'm going to go Paolo. Because, yeah. uh, and I'm not mad at that, bro. No, Paolo's you can't amazing. Be. No, you no. can't be. The the only reason, the, thing- uh, the only, real quick, just the only reason why, like, Matherin, yes, he's great off the bench and everything. Turner is, he's having the best season of his career. And Halliburton is also having, he's having, Halliburton has a career high in points right now. He, he has almost 20 points a game. And he has an, a career a career high in assists so far. 
He has 11 assists a game. Well, that's my point, bro. And Miles, Miles Turner has averaged, what? at most, third to fourth option on that team. I think Paolo's number one well, option. Well, no. I think Matthew might be the second option. Over. He's coming off the bench. There's no way he's the second option. That's yeah, not even possible. I don't know. You can't be a top three option on your team and be a six man. Like, that's Lou Williams' whole career. I, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I mean, but, it's, it's fair. Well, here, 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 well, here's what's funny. Okay, Buddy Heald's averaging 17 points a game. Okay, Matherin's averaging 18 points a game, and Turner's averaging 17 points, 17 and a half points a game. So for me, it's okay. You have your clear one. It's Halliburton, and they found their clear one, right? And then now, look, if he has a career high 11 assists. Clearly, he's getting the ball to everybody in the right spots. Mm-hmm. That's why they're playing so well. So, to me, if I'm going to credit anybody for their success, it's going to be Halliburton. Matherin, yes, he's an additional piece that has That's definitely fair. helped. He's he's another plug-in player. Matherin, though, is the type that he can take the next step, and it could be him and Halley's team. And then it's, okay, who's your third? Who's your four? That's how I see it. But this season, Rookie of the Year, Paolo carrying the – Everything, and he looks good doing it. This is a good, good, kind of a, kind of a good segue. Matherin reminds me of a guy that I consider for most improved player. So I'll share who my most improved player is, and then I'll say who my runner-up is. My most improved player is Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think he's made the biggest leap from a guy that we thought had the potential to be an All-Star caliber player and is now bordering on All-NBA conversations. Like, you could make the Casey's first-team All-NBA, second-team All-NBA level caliber play. So, and he's carrying that team single-handedly on his back. Um, He's not in the MVP convo, but he is an MVP of that team without a doubt. He's efficient. I think he leads the league in scoring at the rim and attacking the basket, doesn't he? It's something crazy like that. And his shooting's good. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, he's one of the best drivers in the league, if not the best driver as a guard. So Well, Jaw is the best. No I think best. statistically, Shea's actually better. I think right now he leads the league in but do you points think that, at the rim. Do you think that's, real quick, it, it, we'll make it quick, do you think that's because of it's his breakout year? Like his true breakout year? I think there are signs of it in the past. I think his size, his length, his ability to just get by guys. He's the type of guy like you can know exactly what he's going to do, and he still gets by you somehow. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's and that's what makes Shea Shea. It's he's yeah. he's the man. So I'll I'll go Shea for most improved player. I want to see if you guys pick who I think the runner up is. But so you guys go ahead. I mean, I'm gonna agree with you on Shea. That's my um, for. Yeah. Literally every reason that you said. Um, if, if I did have a backup, it would be <clears throat> Halliburton. I mean, Halliburton, he's, you know, one of the best, if not the best passer in the NBA right now. Um, and he's playing out of his mind. But uh, how about you, CJ? Who do you, who's your, uh, who's yours? <laughs> um, so mine comes from the team that we all hate. It's the Jazz. It is the <clears throat> Jazz. Oh, I know who you're going to say. I know who you're going to pick. Who? Laurie Markin. Laurie. It's not a bad pick. And, yo, he's been – if you and, – and here's, honestly, the biggest reason why he's my pick over OKC is because nobody expected the Jazz to do what they're doing. Colin Sexton is averaging a career low or close to a career low. Mike Conley has been hurt a ton 
and is also what scoring 10 points a game on top of it. Mm-hmm. The only other person that's really contributing on that team right now is Jordan Clarkson, and he's putting up almost 20 points a game. I like Jordan Clarkson. Oh, I do too. But Markinen's putting up 22 and 8.5 and rebounds, and he's shooting 53%. It's a good call. I mean, and right now, currently as the playoffs set, they're six. They don't even have to work in the plan. They're straight in the playoffs. OKC as it sits, they're 12th. They, they don't even make it in the play-in. So, yes, Shea is having this unbelievable season. He was my number two, but I just saw who was in the playoffs, and I'm like, yes, the Jazz, they, like, Markinen's the man. The He's, thing is, is the Jazz are not going to keep that up. It's pretty obvious. If they do make the playoffs, they're going to be, you know, an eighth seed. I don't know. I, I honestly will disagree because I think Markinen actually can stay averaging probably 20 points a game. I think we... We both like Clarkson. I think he can still average 18 to 20. And Sexton's putting up, what, 13, 14 points a game right now? Yeah. That's low. He's easily 18, 20, 22. If, if they're all in that same range, if you have three guys being able to score almost 20 points a night, you're going to at least be able to make the play-in. And I think that's where we're going to see Utah. I don't think that's that we're going to see okay Play-in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Around that ballpark. Well, but that's what I mean. But like, also who's going to be in the play-ins is OKC. I don't think they will. I think they will. You could if 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 Shea keeps it up, they're going to be a player. Bet. OKC's a team I could see going. No, fuck that. We're already shaking. OKC's <laughs> a team I could see going twenty and sixty-two, and then finishing or also finishing like thirty-four and forty-something, like just short of five hundred. Like <clears throat> you could convince me either one. They, there's a big range of what they could be. Do you guys have a player that you think is going to make his first All-Star team this year? Ant Man. And then, I mean, or Shea. Well, that's A-A-B. I just I have Shea too. Yeah, it's one of those two. I mean, they're gonna get the votes, both of them. I'm gonna throw an honorable mention in there. He's also an MIP honorable mention. I'm gonna say Desmond Bain could be an All Star player this year for the West. I wouldn't be mad, but I don't think he will. With with Shea and Ant Man in there, I mean, who made it last year? Who was that last pick last year because Clay was hurt? Oh. Jamal can work his way in there. I mean, he's been playing nicely. I think AG might work his way in there with the way he's oh. been playing, bro. It wouldn't be his first, I'm but I think he could work his way in there. Jokic might. Shut the. Yes, Jokic is Jokic definitely is making a guaranteed all star, bro. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What do you I mean Jokic might not make the all star game? Are you kidding me? <laughs> let's right not, there, bro? Let's not do mad. this. I'm joking. Let's Relax, not do this. Um, I got to get him going. Say one thing crazy every time okay, I gotta podcast, get him going. my guy. I gotta. <laughs> I for, hope you guys are laughing at that because <laughs> they their their panties get so tied in a knot. I like it. Yeah, I spend high dollar on these panties. Don't get them in a wad. I get them wet. Ugh. Don't. Uh, uh, God. All right. Well, All right, that just basketball. that just made me really sad, which is a good segue into our saddest team award. Who is the saddest team right now, or the saddest fan base, whichever whichever angle you want to take. I think. Honestly, if if I was a diehard fan of this team right now, right, and I was sitting there thinking how the season began, and we're still sitting here, and we're at 500, right, barely in the playoffs, Golden State. Mm. I mean, you're going in after last year, you won it, Steph Curry, you have Clay, you have Andrew Wiggins, everybody's like, well, pfft. There he is. That That's the guy who we thought we were getting out of the draft. And now, you know, Draymond. Draymond's actually having some nice games here and there. Draymond's been having a nice resurgence. Uh, he really has. Poole, he's been 
underwhelming. Really underwhelming this year. So for me, it's, I mean, I don't know if how you're a Warriors fan and you're like, mm. okay, well, what, if a quarter of the way through, if, if the next quarter goes through this, I mean, you're going to be sweating some bullets. Mm-hmm. You do have the talent to rip off 12 wins in a row. Sure. Absolutely. So, yes, but still, if you're halfway through a season and you're, you know, 22 and 22, that's not too far away. That's a, good, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to – I have two choices. <clears throat> I'm going to go – I'm going to say the Timberwolves, but my other one was the Heat. The Timberwolves, I just feel like, is really sad because you had all this hype around Gobert and Towns, you know, playing big ball and fucking dominating everybody, and they haven't done shit. They're not in the playoffs. I mean, Ant-Man's pretty much carrying the team. You know, Rudy Gobert, no matter where he is, he's going to get a double-double. He's going to play good defense, but – it's just not working, and it's not going to work. I think it's pretty clear. That's yeah. If I was a fan of that team, I would be sad right now. I that, think they were better off last year. That Gobert trade could go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history, considering what they gave up to get this guy, and their defense is statistically worse than it was last year. Their rebounding is worse than it, it literally was last year. Feels like the Broncos trade of the NBA. But can you also say that it's like our offense got fucking worse somehow? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but wow. here's the difference. Like, to me, it, it it comes down to chemistry, and you have yes, you've had 24 games, but I mean, we've seen a lot of teams with really great players really struggle with chemistry, and it's halfway through a season. You're like, are you guys gonna click? And then it's just like we were talking about it it's earlier. It's make or break. Come All Star break, it's like something switches. Maybe they all have a great time in Vegas that year, wherever they go, and it's like after that. You know, they rip off 75% win. They make it in the playoff. We've seen it before. It's not going to happen with them, bro. The the simple answer for them is that Ant-Man is not comfortable playing in the system they're running right now. He doesn't get to play the basketball he likes to play. He literally said, I can't dunk the ball because the lane's too fucking crowded. The lane's too crowded because you have two of the best big men in there trying to play the game they want to play. Yes, Cat's a good shooter, but he's better down low. And now that Cat's out for... A couple months, it's like that. The depth of that team is really, well, up, well, really showing its its holes. Well, here's the thing. No, this is going to make or break because what if it works with Gobert in there, right? And now it's okay. Well, what do we do with Cat? Trade him. We literally just talked about this. You know? We talked Remember about this last week, and you were like, "No, nah, let's trade Anthony Edwards." Well, this wasn't last week. This was this is a few weeks, weeks ago. ago. Last pod. This no, yeah, this was yeah, three it was weeks a few ago, weeks, and since then he got hurt. Yeah. So things have changed. Yeah. I can change my mind in a few that's weeks. A, yeah, that's okay. true. I did change my mind. I do owe CJ an apology from last podcast. I gave him shit about saying Anthony Simmons over MPJ. and Anthony Simmons is better yeah, than He's MPJ. been playing out of his yeah. fucking mind. I, I kind of laughed at that, too, and I'm, I'm apologizing for that, too. Perfect. Well, so, I got your asses I'll, there. I'll agree. I'll say the T-Wolves. I think the Warriors are good. Nom. Who's I'll, yours? Uh, I'll go Miami yeah. just for... He, sorry, Austin. Very, very, yeah, sorry, Austin. No, he agrees with me. He's been texting me like, dude, they need to blow it up. Maybe trade Jimmy. Like, get, you have to get the Duncan contract Jimmy's off of there. Jimmy's just not that guy, bro. I've been telling people this. It's it's just that he's that guy when he gets to the playoffs, but beyond that, it's very much a coast and the health isn't there. I think Miami coming off of being a team that was one shot away from potentially being in the finals, and who knows, if they make the finals, that team was – just as good defensively as the Warriors. I mean, you could, you, I could see them p- 
pushing six or seven games, just like the Celtics, maybe winning, maybe not. Maybe the Warriors, Steph was just too good, and it was just his year. But still, it's a finals appearance is a finals appearance. To see what they are now, just sub-500. They've got a bunch of old guys on the team. Kyle Lowry's on a down slope. Duncan Robinson isn't what they thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Tyler Harrow's playing really fucking Harrow good. and Bam have been they're really, the, really good playoffs. this year. And they're both young. That's what I'm saying. They're, yeah. Exactly what you said. Trade Jimmy Butler for you know either younger guys or some picks. I Set Harrow and Bam to be your future, and you guys are good in two years. You try and get some draft picks. You know, you're not going to get in the Webb and Yama sweepstakes or Scoot Henderson, but there's some really, really good guys in this draft class outside of that top two. You could get some nice young guys. The you thing get is, younger is that and, Heat team is still good enough to be a fourth seed if they're really healthy and playing good. I, but they're I, just not right now. But that's that's why I, I would say they're one of the bigger disappointments, if not mm-hmm. the it's, – it's them. I think all three of the teams we said are just, wow, okay, what what happened, guys, you know? See, I agree, those three teams. What what I think is funny is that nobody brought up – I mean, we obviously those three teams are solid. Nobody brought up the Bulls, which yeah. I, if I was a Bulls fan, not knowing what Lonzo's going through just – Demar just it's a tough crowd but what's funny and I laugh and I am happy about this a team that we can't say anymore right now is the Lakers I know yeah. he, he, you I saw your smile this is why I wanted to bring it up because I'm talking about doing the segment a few weeks ago yeah and this is why he brought it up a few weeks ago because he wanted a dog on him and then guess what happened we said it and this is what Colby wasn't saying. No, even if they were healthy, they couldn't compete. And we were saying if LeBron and AD are freaking healthy and they can both play, guess what's going to happen? They're going to win. And what they go? 8-3 and three in their last 11, and then they lost. So what? In their last 12, they went. They're 10-14 and 14 now. But still, what were they at one point? 3-11? and 11? It was 3-10. It was oh, they were 0-9 at one point, weren't they? They were pretty bleak. So, yeah. so that's my point is I'll give, give, you that. give them time, like – I, I just I'm happy we're doing this segment now yeah. and not a couple weeks ago because I'd be pretty quiet. <laughs> you got me. I, I know. I think the, I love you. I, I think the AD missing you know two to three weeks injuries is potentially still there, but I, I'll give it to you. They he's if he keeps it up and he yeah he gets him in the playoffs. I mean you. And this guy's gonna be what the first team All NBA center. That's not crazy. So I'll give you Lakers. They. They've turned it around. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to do our 2020 redraft. So we're going to take the 2020 NBA draft class. Some things have changed. Guys who were high draft picks are not a high draft pick guy anymore. And guys that were kind of like in the back of the draft have become steals. So we're going to compete, see who can uh, come up with the best five-man team. And uh, we'll have some fun with it. So we'll be back, and we'll see you soon. Okay, NBA redraft. We're doing the 2020 draft class. We're going to do snake draft. It's just the first 15 picks. We're trying to build the best five-man draft class team. We're not worrying about structure of the team. We're not trying to get two guards, two forwards, a center, whatnot. You're just trying to pick the best player available at your draft spots. We're doing a snake draft. So, CJ, you get the first pick. Meet second. Matt will be third. And then, Matt, you'll get fourth, and then it'll go me, CJ, CJ, Matt, so on cool. and so forth. So, cool. Cool. CJ, for the 2020 NBA Top Tier Takes redraft, your first pick is... 
Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, that's a safe choice. Safe choice. I have the second overall pick. And I think... I don't think it's a hot take. I'm going to take Tyrese Halliburton. What? Uh, over LaMelo? Are you kidding? Matt, take LaMelo. I'll take, and I'm crying. I'll what? Take, I'll take LaMelo. Oh, and okay. then you get fourth pick. So take uh, whoever you want. I'm taking Desmond Bain. Oh. Great. Oh, man, took him right off. Mm, I really wanted to get Bain. Who are you taking? I think with the fifth pick... I think you got between two people. I, I do, too, and I think it's actually pretty easy. I'm going to take Maxi. That was who I was going to pick, but I, I like Bane Bastard. more. All right, CJ, you're up with the next two picks. Uh, I'll go with Devin Vassell. Oh, I like that pick. And then Denny. Denny Avdija. Okay. Denny. Okay. Give me Denny's, baby. Okay. Or Eaton. My team is eating. <sighs> I'm just saying. So I'm stuck between two guys here. One of them's having a pretty disappointing season. The other one, I just like his ceiling better. I'm going to go Jaden McDaniels. Wow. Over Sadiq Bay. Wow. That's... All right, Matt, you get the next two. I'm going Denny. Here he took Denny. You did? Are you yeah, he just took Denny. To our draft? Yeah, he took the seven. Okay, okay. I mean, wow. <clears throat> I forgot you got two. So let no, me, no, 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 no. This do you want me to read off the board th- real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, so in order of pick, we've got Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Maxey, Devin Vassell, Denny Avdija, and Jane McDaniels. Damn. Uh, I'll take Patrick Williams. Oh, okay. I like that. He's He's had some health problems, but I like the ceiling. Um, who do you got next? Because you, you got 10th. I'll take Sadiq Bey. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, safe choice. Uh, I really like I really like this guy. I think he's better than a bench guy, and I think the Hawks should play more. I'm going to take Onyeka Kongwu. It's a good oh, pick. I like he is. CJ, you got the next two, and these are your last two picks of the redraft. Can you give me my uh, drafts by position? Yep, so you have... Anthony Edwards, you have Devin Vassell, and Denny Avdija. So you've got about two guards and maybe like a swing forward. So there's still guys on the board like Precious Achua is still out there, Cole Anthony, Isaac Okoro, Isaiah Stewart, Obi Toppin still out there, Emmanuel Quickly. You got I think I James will, Wiseman. I think I will go with uh, Pokushevsky. You taking Poku, bro? Actually, not. I won't take Poku right now. I mean, it's either 12th or 13th. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll take Poku now, and then whoever I take next, I'll just piss him off because I didn't take him first. But uh, I don't know. The swagger of this guy and the shot creation, he's a straight baller. Cole Anthony. It's a, I think it's a good final pick. But I love Poku. I, I like... I, Poku does some funny stuff though, man. He's kind of funny. I um, man, I'm surprised he's he's tenth on my big board. I'm really surprised he's still there. I'm gonna take Precious Achua oh, with Precious my final pick. Nice, Matt. You got the uh, last pick of the redraft. I get two or just one. You just, just one. get one. So you have Lamelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Pat Williams, and Sadiq Bay. Oh, my team would. Oh my god, I it's would a pretty lap good team. Your, I would lap your team. I will take I'll take James Wiseman. Okay. So 
I think this is a good talking point. So is it a... How would it take I Isaiah still think Stewart? he can be a good role no. player. Is it a... I think he could still be something in the league pick? Or... Like, why Wiseman? I, I think he'll still be something. I mean, he really hasn't had that much of a chance to show off what he can do. I mean, what, this is the first season where he's decently healthy. I mean, if he gets pretty healthy, we haven't really seen what he can do. Okay. But I think his ceiling is really high, which is honestly why he, he was originally picked, what, third? He was second. Second. He's the second overall pick behind well, Anthony was Edwards. Third, yep. Lamella was third. That's um. That's one of those big NBA what-ifs because you take a guy with the second pick who only played, like, four college games and didn't really have a lot of, like, high school experience with that either. It, it, I don't know. It, was, it, it feels like he got drafted. Everybody thought, great situation going to the Warriors. But I think that might have been the worst situation for him, going to a team that has a system, expectations, and needs guys that play high IQ basketball. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, he just looks lost most of the time. Um, I, I'm with you. I think he could still be a good rotation player. CJ, I really like you taking Devin Vassell, but I'm a little confused as to why you took Denny Avdija as your third overall. I just mess with Denny's, bro. Denny's? Denny's. You want some bacon and eggs with that, my boy? I could go for some IHOP. The guy can (laughs) score everywhere. The guy's a scorer, and and that's what I like about him. He can create his own shots. He plays on his own pace. I think you give him time. I think he's going to be one of the guys where if we do a redraft, you're going to be like, wow, that guy, I should have taken him in the top five. If we do a redraft, we just did one. Well, I'm saying and give him, you know, <laughs> give it another two years. Okay, that's right. I think he's going to be higher on the list. Matt, I um, I hate that you took Desmond Bain right right before I got him. I mean, it really was between him and Tyrese Maxey at that point. You you could make a case that Bain right now might be the third best player in that draft. I think Lomelo, as talented as he is, I need to see the winning. I need to see the winning contributions. I think he's a good flashy guy but it hasn't contributed to much yet but to be fair to to Lamelo, he's also the cornerstone of that of that team whereas I think Bain's the type of guy where it's like we struck oil on this he just kind of takes what we already have and makes it better yep. so I'm not going to fault anybody for thinking Lamelo can still be that elite level guy I mean he's an all-star player yeah. um there's there's no doubt about that he's missed some time He's just now getting back. He's only been playing for like a couple weeks, so I, I I think there's still a lot of room for him to grow. But I like your teams, so let's I'm gonna run through each of your teams. If you guys are listening and you guys want to share who you think has the best team, please hit us up on social media at Top Tier Takes and at Top Tier Polls on Instagram and Twitter. For Charles' team, we have Anthony Edwards, Devin Vassell, Denny Avdija. We have Poku and Cole Anthony to round it out. Matt, we have Lomelo Ball. We got Desmond Bain. Took Pat Williams, Sadiq Bay, and rounds it out with James Wiseman. And then for me, smacking your team. No, no, you are crazy. I'm sorry. No. If Poku becomes the next Kevin Durant, it's over, bro. KD. (laughs) Come on, though. For me, I've got uh, I've got Tyrese Halliburton. I got Tyrese Maxey, Jaden McDaniels. Onyeka, Kongwu, and Precious Achua. So, pretty big team, actually. Jaden's huge. Okongwu is like a small five. And then uh, Precious is also kind of a small ball five. But 
they're switchable and I like I like what they bring to the table. Uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Do you guys have anything you want to plug before we yeah, call it an um, episode? Just to prove that my top five, that my player and team is the best. What we're gonna do before next podcast is we're gonna we're gonna create the teams on blacktop, and we're gonna let them run on their own, and we're just gonna see who has the best team, and then we're gonna take control of our teams, and based on how the teams do computer, we're gonna play each other. And we will let you guys know. I like it. Well, we'll call that an episode, guys. I had a lot of fun. It's good to be back. We took a few weeks off. We celebrated a wedding for my best friends. We all had a great time. Thank you guys so much for coming in and hanging out with us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Top tier takes, baby. Boo. Top tier takes.